Good morning again. Last week we began our series, Christmas Uncluttered. We've been wrestling with the idea that there's a lot of stress, a lot of franticness, a lot of just exhaustion that comes along with the Christmas season. It seems like there's more layers to it, and it, uh, just, it, just, it just can get us down from time to time. I mean, I mentioned last week how uh, watching uh, Cindy decorate, package shop, packaging things, you know, wrapping things is just, just so exhausting. And you guys all, yeah, 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 you got it really tough. And then I shared some things that really, really bother me or really stress me out. And I, I talked a little bit about, you know, some really vulnerable things. And then all week long, unkind people started posting things on Facebook. And, and, and just, you know, I'm vulnerable, I get, share my heart a little bit, and they just stick it in and twist it a little bit. I mean, you know, this whole thing with the Christmas tree, so I see stuff like this, you know, uh, you know, ah, ha, 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 and then, then to, to really, 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 really hurt me, they talked about, you know, the, the nieces coming, and, you know, I talked about the dog, and I'm not really not into the dog coming, and then they, I get video clips like this, you know, showing the Grinch and saying, you know, the Grinch even had a dog, you know, making, uh, you know, connection that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty grinchy and, and all of those kinds of things. So, so it, you know, it just, it, just, it just stresses us all out. So, so really, what, what, is a, what is a person supposed to do with all this stress? How do we, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it in a, in a positive way rather than a negative way? Uh, if you weren't here last week, I shared a, in a nice way that's, I guess, kind of negative about using some of these little stickers. I have some extra stickers from Federal Express and just putting them on people's doors saying they missed their package kind of a thing. But uh, you can find out more about that uh, last week. But again, you, you know, th this season can be tough because, you know, even though we did a nice little child dedication and really it's the parents dedicating themselves to raising a kid, you know, kids can be really tough. And, you know, and I saw this this week and, you, you know, this whole idea of, you know, the newborn and uh, please return to Sat uh, S Santa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, it's going to be really fun this morning. <laughs> but I did come across this. I said, this is a really good way to, you know, to push back when, when the kids are just, it's a little bit more stressful at home. Um, I, I wish I could do this. We don't have a real fireplace, but, uh, you know, this kind of thing. It says, uh, Christmas tip, wrap empty boxes, put them under the tree. Every time your child acts up, throw one in the fireplace. You know, that would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? You want to do that at least, uh, at least once, so... But um, anyway, so, so what are we supposed to do with our Christmas experience? Um, how are we to uh, try to figure out how to unclutter it, uh, how not to feel that festive stress? Uh, how, how do we do that? And last week when we opened up the series, we really came down to this one uh, verse that really, in a sense, is, is, the, is the verse for the series, the idea for the series. And, and it's this verse that uh, was spoken to Joseph. The angel spoke to this when Joseph was dealing with some really difficult things, just figuring out that his, his uh, wife-to-be was expecting, he wasn't the dad, all those, those kinds of things. And, and, the, and the angel says to Joseph, he says this, they will call him Emmanuel. This is, this is the child that Mary's carrying, which means God with us. 
And so as we look at this Christmas time, this experience, this season, and we're trying to figure out how to untie all the knots of it, how to unclutter it, it comes down to this idea that God is with us. And the reality is that idea ought to carry us throughout the year. It's just not a Christmas idea. It's a lifetime idea. Last week when we summed everything up with a bottom line, and that will be our bottom line again for today, we said, give more presence instead of more presence. And we talked about the busyness of it, but also this idea of being present, not presence. And this idea that God is with us, so that should change everything. Now, if you're new to church, if you don't consider yourself a Christ follower, if you're just trying to, trying to figure things out, kick the tires, if you will, uh, you know, this is a concept that you, you're going to have to kind of get your mind around as time flows on, is this idea that God is present, and Emmanuel, God with us, is really what life is all about, and, and that's how we live through the clutter, how we untie the knots. Uh, the writer of Hebrews said this, he says, I will never let you down, never walk off and leave you. And this is God saying, I am going to be present in your life. Things can come and go, craziness can come and go, there can be sweet moments, there can be tough moments, but the bedrock of those of us who say we're trying to follow Jesus with our lives, is the fact that he'll never let us down, he'll never walk away, and he'll never leave us. You see, he's present in our lives. And likewise, as he's present in our lives, as a Christ follower, we try to figure out how to be present in other lives was interesting to me, the first part of that, verse 5, uh, says this, which again seems to be more fitting for this season of life. It says, don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have, since God assured us, again, I'll never leave, let you down, never walk away, walk off, and leave you. Be relaxed with what you have, and for those of us who have said yes to Christ, we have God with us and in us, and that's what we have. And we don't need to be obsessed with all those other things. Nothing wrong with having those other things. Nothing wrong with enjoying those other things. The word obsessed is key. Be relaxed with what you have. You have, if you've said yes to Christ, you have God with you all the time and everywhere you go. So as we think about uncluttering Christmas, as we think about unpacking that, we realize that you and I can be wrapped up in God's presence. And it takes some energy to be wrapped up in God's presence. It takes a, a perspective. It takes a reality. It takes first saying yes to Christ, inviting him into your life, saying, I want to follow you, realize you need a savior, need to be forgiven for our lives, the way we live. And then we get wrapped up in God's presence. And the more we can be aware of that, the more we can understand that, it helps us unclutter really all of life. 
It gives us that perspective. And those of us who have said yes to him, uh, some of us are very familiar with this Psalm in 139. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. And at first glance, that gives us a reassurance. We say, isn't that awesome? God is with us. But also, there's an unnervingness that comes with that. When I think about the fact that God is always with me, he's always with me. I, I, I can't get away from him. Whether you're a Christ follower or not, he is totally aware of you and what is going on in your life, what is going through your life. And so when I read this, sometimes I say, where can I get away from you? Can I get away from you? Uh, can I get far enough away from you that I'm at least not aware of your presence? But you're there. You're there all the time. If you and I are going to uh, unwrap God's presence, we need to come to the understanding that we don't hide from God, but we run towards him. And again, if we go back to Psalm 139, we were to take time to go through the whole passage, we would see that we really can't hide from him. We, we really can't do that. Maybe we, in our minds, hide from him, and we think, oh, he doesn't really know what's going on in our lives. Uh, uh, we're not really, he, he maybe he's just not present to us, but the reality is that's not true. And, and so instead of being in a situation where we try to hide from him, we ought to lean in, we ought to run towards him. And a lot of times I want to hide or step away when I know there are things in my life that don't align with his preferred will for my life. But even in those moments, especially in those moments, God wants us to run towards him. And we think we're fooling him. We think kind of somehow he missed that moment, that time, that attitude, that comment, whatever. We th you think he, you think he doesn't really see us. Uh, he reminds me of, uh, of this little dog. Tasha, Tasha, where are you? Tasha. Tasha, Tasha, where, where are you, Tasha? Tasha. Tasha, Tasha, <laughs> where are you? Where are you, Tasha? There's a lot of Tashas in this room. God calls out to us. God speaks into our lives, tugs on our heart, and we duck behind the flower pot. Hear the door shut. Oh, he must not be looking. He must not be around. But he is around. You see, we have to not hide from him. We need to run towards him. Day way back in the beginning, Adam sins, hiding behind the flower pot, if you will. And God walks in the garden and says, I heard you were in the garden. He answers, this is Adam speaking, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And that hiding, because in a sense, we're not just 
physically that way, but we're spiritually that way. We're emotionally that way. God sees right through it. And so, but yet we think we can, we can hide from that. In Proverbs, we read, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to, run to it and are safe. When that word righteous is used, it is not the perfect. It's not you got your whole life. It, it means you're traveling in the direction of righteousness. That's the path. You're trying to align your life with the way God would have you. So, so when we get into these situations where thinking of God being present in our lives, instead of hiding from him, we run to him. We find that he's a place of protection. He's not a place of condemnation. We could look at John 3, 17, where it says, Jesus didn't come to just say how bad the world is. is. He came to set it right. Some of us need to hear that message. God doesn't want to be present in your life just to be on your case. He wants to help set our lives right, to allow us to live out of that rightness. And it doesn't mean life becomes perfect, but there's a stability and a bearing and a strength to life that surpasses other ways. So we don't hide, we run towards him. We also don't live for God's approval, but from his approval. When we're trying to enjoy his presence, it's not that I'm trying to get his approval, but I live from the fact that he's already approved me. Uh, we just said he gave his son. It's a little different of, a, of an order there. My father, I, I've told you this probably before, my father speaks five languages. He, he's, he's a linguistic master, and he reads, and he's very academic, uh, very smart, and all these kinds of things. And, and there was a time in my life where I tried to achieve in that arena, I, I just, I could not do it. Um, I, I've, I've got a little case of dyslexia, a couple other things, was in the resource room when I was in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, freshman in high school, all those kinds of things. And, and I, I, I wanted to achieve in that area to gain his approval. And it was years later, he didn't really send me a, a contrary message to that, but there was years later when I realized he already approved of me. I didn't have to earn his approval, and that made a huge difference in my 20s and 30s and 40s and even now in my 50s, knowing that I'm not living from my parents' approval. I live out of their approval. Some of the nicest words when, I, when, when they say, now, you're a good boy, Dave. You know, and it, I'm not a boy. Yeah, 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 I guess I, yeah, but I love that. I love that living out of their approval. Um, you know, just, 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 just a fantastic thing. In Romans five eight, I love the voice translation to this. But think about this: while we were wasting our lives in sin, sin is being out of alignment with God's preferred will for our lives. God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The anointed one, Jesus Christ, died for us. You see, he died in advance. And now you and I can live out of that approval rather than trying to live for that approval. 
It doesn't mean we don't want to please him. It doesn't mean those kinds of things. But, but it's, it's a different starting point. Um, also, we see we don't fear what happens to us because we know God is working in us. God is present in our lives. So as the craziness happens in life, and we're trying to unwrap God's presence in our life, we don't have to do that from a position of fear because we realize what is happening to us, God is working in us. Romans 5.8 says, we are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful when we love him and is accept his invitation according to his plan. Now, it looks great on paper. It looks great on the screen. There's times where I have to remind myself of this. I have to pull that concept out because life is crazy. I have to remind myself. I have to renew my confidence because my confidence sometimes isn't that strong. But if I'm going to enjoy and unwrap his presence in my life, I realize that when something crazy is happening, I don't have to function out of fear. I can realize that God is working in me and through me according to his plan. And I can actually recall, and I think you can too, situations where I was in that kind of a circumstance. And now as I look back, I do see something good and beautiful came out of that. Unbelievable. You know, if you and I are going to unclutter our Christmas experience, our life experience, we have to unwrap his presence on a regular basis in our life. It's not a one and done event. It's a regular event. It's a consistent event. So if we unwrap his presence, then we've got to see what does it mean being present? How, how, does this, how does this actually flow out into our lives? Because if we believe Psalm 139, that God is everywhere, God is there, he's omnipresent is the official word for that. If we really believe that and get that, then we have to say, how do I, how do I navigate in this? How do I enjoy his presence? Because just because God is with you doesn't mean you are with him. You get that? Just because God is with you, God is around, God is, and if you've said yes to Christ, God indwells you through his spirit, it doesn't mean you're with him. It doesn't mean you're on the same page with him. You ever been in a situation where uh, your spouse is with you, but you're on a different page? <laughs> I'm sure it's never happened. Just because your spouse is with you doesn't mean you are with them, right? You're okay, you could be like right next to us. Sometimes when we're driving someplace, we are together, but we're not together. So that's very true with our relationship with God. So being present, how do we do that? First of all, we, we talk to him. And th this may sound very obvious, but it's funny. Uh, the basics, I don't know if you remember Vince Lombardi one time when his, his team was doing eh. He, he came out at the beginning of the new season, and he said, we've got to get back to the basics, gentlemen. And he pulls out a football, and he says, this is a football. They all knew it was a football. But sometimes you and I need to go to the basics. So we talk with him. Talk, pray to him. 
We use the word talk instead of prayer because prayer sometimes we get all these rosy words. And I, I have met some people that, that really pray that way, and that's a real good reflection of their heart. But sometimes I feel like we've got to go into a different, different mode, but we're talking with them. We're communicating with them. And, and we do that. And, and when we can unwrap the fact that he's present and we can talk with him at any time, we learn what uh, Paul says in Philippians 4. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And even today, some of you in this room are in this place. You have something heavy going on in your life. And you've talked to him, and he knows what you need. And you're experiencing God's peace, even though everything in the circumstance has not changed in a moment. You talk with him, because he is present. And if you're not going to do this on a regular basis throughout your day, if you're not going to try to make this be the rhythm of your life, you're not going to experience his presence the way you could. It does, you don't need another piece of information you just need to talk with them throughout your day. You need to figure out how to make that a natural part. Also, there's this idea of listening to him. Listening to him. I love this from Isaiah. When you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Well, you're saying, wow, I've never actually heard a voice behind me. I'd be like, whoa, I have a you know, voice behind me. But you have had those moments in your life where the Lord has laid something on your heart. And it's almost like there's a voice behind you. And he says, walk this way. I could, you could tell stories about all of a sudden his leading, his guidance, his direction, whatever you want to call that, said, go this way. And you responded. You listened to him. You, you actually acted on it. And it changed everything because God was present. John, we read, as, you keep, as we keep his commandments, we live deeply and surely in him. Some of the reasons we're not aware of God's presence is because we don't keep his commandments. So if you're saying, wow, I don't really get the deeply and surely in him, uh, maybe you could pull some things out where you say, I'm not really following his commandments. The two go together. As we keep his commandments, we live deeply and surely in him, and he lives in us. And this is how we experience his deep and abiding presence in us, by the spirit he gave us. He's present. Also, we need to receive him, enjoy him, accept him. And it's our regular receiving him, enjoying him. Praise be to God for the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from him. Do, do you receive his comfort? I remember the first, one of the first memories uh, I have of my dad comforting me. Was, it was 1969. February, 
my brother was on the way to being born, and there was a blizzard in Massachusetts, and the ambulance actually had to come and pick up my mom and my dad. And I was staying over Uncle Dick's house. And so they picked us all up, and they drove us to the end of his street, but the ambulance driver was afraid he was going to get stuck. So he, my dad bundled up, stuck me inside his jacket, and walked the four or five houses down the road and dropped me off at Uncle Dick's. And I can actually remember the brutal wind and the, the snow against my face until I buried myself into his chest and he just carried me. I, I can remember this. I was probably three years old. Comfort received. Sometimes you and I need to just hold on and lean in and receive his comfort. There's also this idea of enjoying him and, and just, just enjoying the fact that, that God is there, enjoying his presence. And I, when I con- consist- then I was consistently at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. I take a little note when I'm really aware of God's presence, when I'm, when I'm reading something and, and he just, it just resonates with me and I say, God, you're trying to say something to me. I, a lot of times I will write it down so I can enjoy it. And then before I go to bed at night, I look back at it and I go, wow, that was great. God said that to me in that moment. It spoke to my heart at 5.30 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, and it's still speaking to my heart now. That is pretty awesome that God actually speaks into my life. And I just enjoy that. That is just fantastic. As we kind of try to tie this all together and think about God's presence, our presence, then also having children, um, you know, this idea of, of being present. Uh, this isn't in your notes, just came across this the other day. Kids don't need more things from the store. They need more of us in their lives. I go, yes, that means I can spend less. I used to hang out with my kids. But that also is true for me. David, you don't need more things from the store. You need more of me in your life. You need to enjoy my presence. Now, you may have noticed that there's some blanks there that I didn't have filled in. And this being a child dedication uh, service, I just wanted to add some things, and I'm going to get there really quick. Um, You know, this whole idea of being present reflects with our relationship with God, but also reflects our relationship with us, especially children. Just because God and others are with you doesn't mean you are with him or them. Very poignant as we read that or saw that video about it's just a phase. Are we there or are we really there? Are we with our kids? Are we with others? So that means we need to talk to him, yes, but also talk to them. We need to be a part of their lives. We need to be present to other people in our lives. Uh, We need to listen to him and listen to them. When your children are small, especially, and maybe when they get bigger, do you really listen to them? Uh, We had the opportunity to run down over to Albany and meet Mariah for her birthday, and uh, 
I, I, I'm thinking of this, and I'm very conscious. Don't be looking at your phone. Don't be looking at your phone. I, and this, this is going through my mind because I, I want to be listening to her. And I actually can look at my phone and listen to her at the same time. Well, maybe I can, but, but uh, I, I think I can. But, but I knew I needed to be present. That's what she needed in a sense. Listen to them. Receive them. We might receive the comfort of God, but do we, do we give comfort do we, do we receive them? Do we get excited about them? And, and this kind of goes with that, do we enjoy them? Do we enjoy them? Do, do, our, do our kids, do other people in our lives really know that we enjoy them? Or do they think they're a distraction? Again, bottom line, give more presence instead of more presence. Now, I'm going to pray right now, and then the uh, ushers are going to be coming forward for this morning's offering, and what I would like you to do is I'm going to show you a video while the offering's being taken this morning that really drives this home. So I'm going to pray, then I'm going to explain the video. Our, off, our ushers are getting ready, right, to, to come forward while I pray. Okay, okay, good. All right, let's pray. Grace, Heavenly Father, we just, uh, again, thank you that you want to be present in our lives. We're thankful that if we really want to lessen the exhaustion, lessen the stress, that it's about your presence, and it's about us being present in those around us. Lord, we pray that you would help us to think through how we live day by day, how we celebrate this season, how we experience this season, and we would be able to make the slow switch, the switch day by day, where it's more about being present, experiencing the presence, rather than present presence. Lord, help us to do that. It, it's so much around our society. It's so ingrained in us. But Lord, we don't want the clutter of Christmas. We want your presence, and we want others to experience it. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.